Welcome to Pod Save Africa. 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 Hi everyone, this is your girl Consola, your favorite on this podcast, wow. and welcome back to Pod Save Africa. We're here with the brand new news update for you. We'll be talking about the relationship between China and Africa. China, 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 China. Oh, also, we also have Akira. <laughs> by the way, <laughs> you just go, you just go, keep on going. You can do it by yourself. Not so special. <laughs> uh, all right, guys, we're back. We're back. We're back. We are back. We're excited to be back here. Um, this is a little slightly different. It is a news update, but we're going to be talking specifically about China. Um, a lot's been going on over the past decade or so. China has gone, gone, become our largest economic investor, pretty much. Over the past decade, so um, this has culminated in a uh, Africa-China business conference where the president of China, and by China we mean mainland China, um, not Taiwan, um, and and the African leaders met for a conference this past month, and they discussed kind of businesses and and, and the relationship between uh, us and them on trade and multiple other business-related fronts. So. This culminated in a $60 billion promise of additional investment from China um, and this, including many other things in, in addition to that. And uh, we thought about it and we're like, hmm, let's, uh, let's talk about whether or not our relationship with China is helpful. Us as African countries and China, and, you know, this is a very complex issue and there's been a lot about in the news lately, and we thought to sit down and uh, put together some facts and just present to you uh, some of the thoughts. So uh, we're going to be discussing uh, whether or not China is good for us in a few moments after this short break. This episode is brought to you by plantain chips. Plantain Plant- chips. Plantain chips. Plantain chips are delicious. That's all we have to say about that. Um, moving forward, <laughs> would you like to present the, uh, the, 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 the points arguing that uh, China is not good for the African continent? Drum roll, please. <laughs> okay, too much. Too much. You're doing too much. I was actually dancing, but cool. Do you think? Too much. First of all, um, the term for the relationship, the trade between China and Africa is called the Sinan-African trade. Some quick facts here for you. Some facts. facts. Um, And a lot of people think they're asymmetrical. What this means is that almost entirely all of the trade is on China's term. Hmm. Um, And this is argued by the International Growth Center. Um, Most of the infrastructural aid that China provides to African countries are in form of service contracts. Um, and 70% of the service contracts typically go to Chinese companies. 
Um, and just like to paint a picture for you, there are more than 10,000 Chinese companies operating all over the African continent. Hmm. That's a lot, guys. That's, That's a, a lot. lot. That's a lot. Even when um, the, there are African workers in these Chinese companies or in the seven or in the comp in the local companies themselves, um, they fault Chinese companies for unfair labor practices, um, including dis um, disputes over wages and working conditions. The International Growth Center also argues that this um, asymmetrical relationship also plays, is, shows itself in a power situation um, in form that it, China mostly looks to Africa for imports, for natural resource imports. And more than 80% of China's imports from Africa are in the form of commodities and raw ma materials, while its exports to the continent, the African continent, are manufactured goods. While this might seem like a good symbiotic relationship, a, a, a Fortune article instead argues that. Um, one second, sorry, I'm losing my thing. Catching for breath, argues that it is not uh, in the sense that the the imports that that African continents, the China's Chinese bring to the African continent are usually in form of cheap goods and it forces African com uh, companies to rely on these Chinese products because they're cheap, but they're also not well done. Um, and it forces, and we know that there's an issue with manufacturing on the African continent, but it also makes for a more laissez-faire uh, attitude in the manufacturing industry well, in there. Africa. Yes. Yeah. I, I love that word. Isn't that what I, I said? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just like the word. That's up. In addition, Africa has a massive trade deficit with China. Um, in 2015, the continent's 54 countries recorded a $34 billion deficit with China on a total trade of $172 billion. Um, with China planning to ban petrol and diesel cars in the future, and with China planning to reduce its dependence on imported foreign oil, Africa's trade deficit with China is likely to grow and in growing an unsustainable way in the future. Um, other observers have noted that China is mostly, China's appetites for Africa is mostly in the form of natural resources, and it lacks an interest in certain aspects of the continent's long-term development. Um, China, the only um, relationship that's seen between China and Africa in terms of the political sphere is in the form of Chinese, the, Chi the Chinese government wanting Africans to support support their their policies, especially the One China policy. I believe that's what it's called. So it's my turn. Um, I'm going to make the argument for why China is good for the African continent. Um, this is oftentimes a less thought about argument and the general uh, sphere, uh, the general zeitgeist at the time, zeitgeist means kind of spirit of the times, um, is that China is extremely bad for Africa. I know it has made very salient points to that effect. Um, now I'll be talking about China using some general headings, right? So the first heading is jobs and training. 
Um, the general idea or the general misconception is that Chinese companies and Chinese projects come here and they just hire only Chinese people. They do all the work and then they go back. Contrary to that, the Washington Post reports that through employment surveys of Chinese projects in Africa, about three quarters of the workers were actually local. Now, that amount might not be big for you, but it's still a lot of people. And the truth is that it just makes sense for them as a business case. Um, as a, an example, um, textile workers in China already make far more than their African counterparts, right? Um, it was, but when Africans are well, hired, local rules and regulations are often flouted, leading to poor safety. For instance, there's a Chinese, Chinese, at Chinese-run mines in Zambia's Copper Belt, employees must work for two years before they get safety helmets. Two okay. years. I okay. can't imagine the amount of cracks that can be... Absolutely, absolutely. That can be absolutely. I, I, I completely agree, but I'm looking at, I'm not looking at the argument for there are bad instances or anecdotes. I'm looking at, at like overall, is it better for us? And the okay. truth is that, you know, having our workers get this experience and many other trades leaves them with that experience. No matter what the Chinese do, we still have an influx of skills coming to our continent. So now let's discuss another front, right? So... The other thoughts is about predatory lending, right? So that's, they're giving us money and essentially to prey on our resources and take from us. That they, the money they give us is really not for us. Um, researchers from BU, Boston University, and the John Hopkins University have found that China has lent almost or perhaps over now $100 billion to the to African continent countries since 2000, about 18 years now. The question to be asked is that have these loans, what have these loans gone to? Um, those same researchers have found that about 40% of those loans have paid for power generation and transmission uh, projects, which we can all agree are critical to the development and advancement of our countries. And another 30% of that amount has gone towards improving infrastructure. So 70% total of that $100 billion has been invested towards helping us go forward. Now, you can make all these arguments about semantics and how the projects are delivered, but... Um, they have put their money effectively where their mouth is when it comes to developing our, our continent. Um, now, the next point is addressing the thoughts that China wants to steal the land. They just want to steal the resources, blah, blah, blah. A lot of rumors, a lot of this thought has been actually fueled by rumors that China has been agreeing deals for farmland all over the African continent. Uh, this even culminated in a situation where the advisor to the German Chancellor, Chancellor on Africa, and the, the advisor to Angela Merkel said that farming in the African Horn was partly due that the farming in the African Horn was partly due to Chinese land grabbing practices. Research, however, contradicts, contradicts this. A team at the International Food Policy Research Institute at John Hopkins collected a database of 57 cases where Chinese firms or the Chinese government were alleged to have negotiated for over 500 hectares amounts of African uh, farmland. Um, if, if this is correct, this would amount to a very alarming 6 million hectares. That's 1% of all the farmland in Africa. 1% is a lot, right? So the Washington Post went in and they spent down tracking 
down every single case for about three years. Um, they traveled from Madagascar to Mozambique to Zimbabwe to Zambia. They confirmed that nearly a third of these stories, including the three before, were literally false. In the remaining cases, they found real Chinese investments, but the total amount of land actually acquired by Chinese firms was only about two. 240,000 hectares. That would be 4% of the alleged, what, 6 million hectares, right? So for that would be 0. Point, let's go back into the mathematics of it. That would be 0. 0.004% of all the farmland in Africa. And that is, of course, a far a smaller number. And you can take that as you will. It might be still a cause of alarm, but it's the truth. Um, Genuinely, the point we're trying to make is that the stories of land scale, land grabbing and Chinese peasants being shipped to Africa to grow food for China mostly turned out to be actual myths. As researchers at the Center for International Forestry Research concluded from their own research, China is really not a dominant investor in plantation agriculture in Africa in contrast to how it's often portrayed. The conclusion from a lot of the research we've gone and, and the, specifically from, from the Washington Post who did a lot of uh, groundbreaking research on this is that China's relationship with Africa is not a story of neocolonization. It is actually a story of globalization. And yeah, those are my points for why China is actually a beneficial relationship for the African continent. They're not, they are not here to, they're here to make profits. Absolutely. That's the, that is their goal. But this evidence suggests that it is a relationship that is beneficial, if leveraged the right way, is beneficial both for both African countries and for China as well. They are definitely here to make money, but they plan to help us improve in the meanwhile. Michael, any final arguments? Yes. Um, although I don't necessarily think that China is looking to colonize Africa in the, in the, in the way that's been painted, um, in fact, some article wrote that although it might look like China's relationship with Africa is benign compared to to the European colonial power in back in the day, mm-hmm. that it should we should still be cautious of it. And I I agree. I I don't think that might be their intention, but I think that it it is a uh, it is something that could potentially be an outcome. Um, and especially with in, in terms with the jobs, with the job market, which is big for for African countries, there's already a high rate of unemployment on, on a lot of African countries. But then when you see cases where that the Chinese presence in South Africa has cost the country uh, more than 75,000 jobs in, ele- in over 11 years from 2000 to 2011, you begin to worry when you see cases where in Nigeria, the influx of low-priced Chinese textile goods have cost 80% of the Nigerian textile companies in, to close down. You begin to worry. And these are not myths like some of um, the stories that the Washington, Washington Post has presented. These are actual facts. You begin to worry. I mean, it's already a problem, but when we begin to see a decline, a further decline, that's, already, that's a problem too. And even looking at um, China's influence in Ethiopia, uh, the light rail that was, the light rapid transit that was created in, in Addis Ababa, which is beautiful, by the way. I saw it myself before it, it, it started running. 
towards the final stages of development and it is gorgeous but uh, it, people are presenting the light that chinese don't actually use the best material so mm. the sustainability of the of the project itself and the amount of money spent on it that ethiopia now has to owe china mm. is something of concern too mm. understood so understood. Understood. those are my points yeah. Very good points, and okay. this was, uh, of course, these facts do not necessarily represent our personal opinions. We are just laying out the facts for you guys to decide, so that you can have an informed perspective and evaluate for yourself: um, is China actually good for Africa or not? Um, it's important that we tell our own stories or present the, the the facts behind these situations, and we hope we've presented enough for you guys to have some informed position on China's activities in the Afri on the African continent. Thank you again for listening to us as Port Save Africa. And um, please for, don't forget to follow us on Instagram. We have an Instagram it's popping there. We post news things like we got we got things on IG. We don't post thirst traps yet. But we <laughs> post <laughs> we post a lot of information that we think okay. you guys will very very much enjoy. Um, but if you want pictures of a Kerry six pack we can post that too. Please I, I would have to go to the gym. <laughs> let's, let's take baby steps. Uh, that's, not what, that's not what I signed up for. But uh, truly appreciate you guys listening in. And uh, yeah, follow us on Twitter as well as Pod Save Africa. The pod has a zero in it. It's supposed to be an O. Um, enjoy our additional content and interaction with you guys. Please comment on our pages. Talk to us. Let's talk back. Let's enjoy a beautiful interaction. We look forward to hearing from you. And uh, you have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. All right, call. Sign off. Peace out, guys. It's lovely talking to you. Peace out, Bye-bye.